Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. Thanks for joining us today. Last week, we talked about how to take care of yourself mentally during a crisis. This week, we're going to talk about how to take care of yourself artistically during a crisis. Yeah, I know, you probably don't think you need to take care of yourself artistically during a crisis. But guess what? We need art. I'll start with a story. That's some weird art, Pedro said as we shambled down the hallway of 11 Long, University of California, San Francisco's Parnassus Campus Hospital's cancer ward. I stopped earlier and read a plaque on the other hall, I told Pedro, as I matched my usually long stride to his painfully slow shuffle. An art therapist came to the hospital one year and worked with the patients. They framed some of the pieces and hung them around the hospital. Huh, that's cool, he said. I thought of the watercolor set a well-meaning friend had given me right after Pedro received his diagnosis back in April. I hadn't touched it. I felt a little resentful that anyone could imagine I'd have time to learn how to paint during a crisis. It seemed selfish to even think of myself splashing colors on a page while our lives spiraled out of control under cancer's deadly grip. Years later, as I dove into the world of digital photography, I started to understand the power of art as an important part of a healthy self-care routine. My friend hadn't intended that I take up watercolor painting in the first months of the cancer crisis. She did want to provide the means so that I could have a creative outlet at some point, when the sudden changes cancer caused had settled into a new routine. Sadly, I never untwisted the tubes of paint or spread out the watercolor paper. If I had, perhaps my healing from Pedro's cancer wouldn't have taken so long. So what happens when we stay in survival mode? Instead of squeezing color into a palette and letting my brush wander with abandon over blank page, I poured myself into the caretaker role. I armed myself with a new vocabulary and read up on the details of my husband's disease. My stress level rose and I added to it by cutting out exercise and reading. I worried that others would judge me if they saw me wasting my time on ordinary pleasures during a crisis. In retrospect, I see my thoughts as misguided attempts to deal with the unknown. I thought that excising the frivolous would help me operate more efficiently. Instead, I set myself adrift without the familiarity of paddles. Routines and procedures help us feel safe because they automate areas of our life. When our routines get disrupted by things like shelter-in-place orders, social distancing, and school closures, we feel adrift. That feeling of uncertainty can cause us to turn to other things, unhealthy things, to deal with our angst. I turned to food and bidding for longer burger baskets on eBay. Instead of self-care, I used self-indulgence. In retrospect, I would have done things a lot differently. I would have worried less about how people thought we should do cancer and more about taking care of myself during a crisis. I have learned from my mistakes and managed to stay healthy and take care of myself during our daughter's mental health crisis. During the current crisis, I continue to use what I learned in the past to help me exercise artistic self-care. At this time in life, 
We don't have any little ones at home, so that makes work a lot easier. Those of you who have kids have an opportunity to model and teach healthy artistic self-care to your children. So here are my five hacks for taking care of yourself artistically during a crisis. Hack number one, do it your way. Art doesn't mean pencils and paper or paint and canvas. You can create art in the kitchen, whether you decorate a cake or create a recipe. Art can happen with a camera or a camera phone. Don't conform to someone else's ideal of art. Create your own. For art the other day, my three-year-old grandson cut the craft instructions from his developmental preschool into dozens of tiny pieces. His huge grin and look of concentration while he cut proves that art is personal and we shouldn't worry about doing it the right way. Hack number two, take time each day for a creative endeavor. Schedule your creative time and your daily plan to ensure that you make the time to create. If you have children at home, involve them in the decision-making process. Pinterest has a huge wealth of age-appropriate projects and crafts. You'll model planning, material gathering, and giving creative endeavors a priority when you share the process with your kids. If you don't have kids, schedule creative endeavors anyhow. I try to take time each day to photograph the hummingbirds right now. Hack number three, don't let perfectionism prevent you from participation. When I look at a beautiful watercolor painting, I sometimes wonder why in the world I want to attempt using watercolors. I expect that my first effort should look as beautiful as the end result of someone who has painted for years. How silly of me. The self-care of artistic expression doesn't come from finished product. It comes from the journey of discovery. Set yourself free to explore and discover. Hack number four, do art for others. If you have a sewing machine, you could express your creativity through creating something for a worthy cause. You might also discover one of your children has a talent for cutting or sewing. Hack number five, chronicle of beauty. Find one beautiful thing each day and snap a picture of it. Take time to look at it in awe and wonder. Responding to beauty with awe helps elevate our mood and even prevent inflammation. Evidently, scientists can now prove the Bible true. A cheerful heart is good medicine. That's Proverbs 17:22. Having a visual reminder of the things you regard with awe will bring back those positive feelings throughout the day. A time of crisis is not the time to leave out art. I learned the hard way that we shouldn't banish art from our lives during crisis. Rather, we should embrace it in whatever way possible. It took me about seven years to begin processing all I'd gone through as a caregiver, and it took a camera to start me on my journey. Don't forget the five hacks for taking care of yourself artistically during a crisis. Number one, do it your way. Don't worry about what other people say. Hack number two, take time each day for a creative endeavor. Hack number three, don't let perfectionism prevent you from participation. Hack number four, do art for others. Hack number five, keep a chronicle of beauty. I've discovered that creating helps mitigate the loss and changes. We use our powers of creativity to signal hope for the future. So during times of crisis, we need to turn toward art and creativity, not relegate them to the sidelines. What will you create this week? 
Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at anitaojeda.com or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.